Appendix five of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Appendix five of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. The Pilgrimage of Joseph Pitts to Mecca and Al Medina, A.D. sixteen eighty, Part one our second pilgrim was joseph pitts of exon footnote it is curious as crichton in arabia volume two page two hundred eight observes that gibbon seems not to have seen or known anything of the little work published by pitts on his return home it is entitled a faithful account of the religion and the manners of the mahometans in which is a particular relation of their pilgrimage to mecca and the place of mahomet's birth and description of medina and his tomb there etc etc my copy is the fourth edition printed for t longman and r het london a d seventeen o eight the only remarkable feature in the getting up of the little octavo is that the engraving headed the most sacred and ancient temple of the mahometans at mecca is the reverse of the impression and a footnote a youth fifteen or sixteen years old when in a d sixteen seventy eight his genius leading him to be a sailor and see foreign countries caused him to be captured by an algerine pirate after living in slavery for some years he was taken by his patroon to mecca and el medina via alexandria rosetta cairo and suez his description of these places is accurate in the main points and though tainted with prejudice and bigotry he is free from superstition and credulity conversant with turkish and arabic he has required more knowledge of the tenets and the practice of al-islam than his predecessor and the term of his residence at algier fifteen years suffice despite the defects of his education to give fullness and finish to his observation his chief patroon captain of a troop of horse was a profligate and debauched man in his time and a murderer who determined to proselyte a christian slave as an atonement for past impieties he began by large offers and failed he succeeded by dint of a great cudgel repeatedly applied to joseph pitt's bare feet i roared out says the relator to feel the pain of his cruel strokes but the more i cried the more furiously he laid on and to stop the noise of my crying would stamp with his feet on my mouth at last through terror he turned and spake the words la ilaha etc as usual holding up the forefinger of the right hand then he was circumcised in due form of course such conversion was not a sincere one there was yet swine's flesh in his teeth he boasts of saying his prayers in a state of impurity hates his fellow religionists was truly pleased to hear mohammed call sabatero i e shoemaker reads his bible talks of the horrid evil of apostasy calls the prophet a bloody impostor eats heartily in private of hog and is very much concerned for one of his countrymen who went home to his own country but came again to algier and voluntarily without the least force used towards him became a mahometan his first letter from his father reached him some days after he had been compelled by his patroon's barbarity to abjure his faith one sentence appears particularly to have afflicted him was this 
to have a care and keep close to god and to be sure never by any methods of cruelty that could be used towards me be prevailed to deny my blessed saviour and that he the father would rather hear of my death than of me being a mahometan indeed throughout the work it appears that his repentance was sincere god be merciful to me a sinner is the deprecation that precedes the account of his turning turk and the book concludes with to him therefore father son and holy spirit three persons and one god be all honour glory and raise world without end amen having received from his patroon whom he acknowledges to have been a second parent to him a letter of freedom at mecca and having entered into pay still living with his master pitts began to think of escape the grand turk had sent to algier for ships and the renegade was allowed to embark on board one of them provided with a diplomatic letter from mr baker consul of algier to mr ray consul at smyrna Footnote. some years afterwards mr consul baker when waited upon by pitts in london gave him a copy of the letter with the following memorandum upon the back of it copy of my letter to consul ray at smyrna to favour the escape of joseph pitts an english renegade from a squadron of algier men-of-war had my kindness to him been discovered by the government of algiers my legs and arms had first been broken and my carcass burnt a danger hitherto not courted by any and a footnote the devil we are told was very busy with him in the levant tempting him to lay aside all thoughts of escaping to return to algier and to continue a mussulman and the loss of eight months pay and certain other monies seems to have weighed heavily upon his soul still he prepared for the desperate enterprise in which failure would have exposed him to be dragged about the streets on the stone till half dead and then be burned to ashes in the jews burial place a generous friend mr elliot a cornish merchant who had served some part of his apprenticeship in axon and had settled at smyrna paid four pounds for his passage in a in a french ship to leghorn therefrom in the evening before sailing he went on board apparelled as an englishman with his beard shaven a campaign periwig and a cane in his hand accompanied with three or four of his friends at leghorn he prostrated himself and kissed the earth blessing almighty god for his mercy and goodness to him that he once more set footing on the european christian part of the world footnote the italics in the text are the authors this is admirably characteristic of the man asiatic christendom would not satisfy him he seems to hate the damnable doctrines of the papist almost as much as those of the muslims and a footnote he travelled through italy germany and holland where he received many and great kindnesses but his patriotism was damped as he entered england his own native country and the civilized land must have made him for a time regret having left algier the very first night he lay ashore he was impressed into the king's service we having at that time war with france despite arguments and tears he spent some days in colchester jail and finally he was put on board a smack to be carried to the dead nod man of war but happily for himself he had written to sir william falconer one of the smyrna or turkey company in london that gentleman used his interest to procure a protection from the admiralty office upon the receipt of which good news joseph pitts did rejoice exceedingly and could not forbear leaping upon the deck he went to london thanked sir william and hurried down to exeter where he ends his fifteen years tale with a homely heartful and affecting description of his first meeting with his father 
His mother died about a year before his return. The following passages are part of the seventh and eighth chapter of Pitt's little-known work. Next we came to Gidda, the nearest port town to Mecca, not quite one day's journey from it. Footnote. He must have been accustomed to long days' journey. Al-Idrisi makes Jidda forty miles from Mecca. I calculated about forty-two. And a footnote. Here we are met by Delils, i.e. certain persons who came from Mecca on purpose to instruct the Hajjis or pilgrims in the ceremonies, most of them being ignorant of them, which are to be used in their worship at the temple there. Footnote. Delil, a guide, generally called at Mecca Mutawif. And a footnote in the middle of which is a place which they call beat allah i e the house of god they say that abraham built it to which i give no credit as soon as we come to the town of mecca the delil or guide carries us into the great street which is in the midst of the town and to which the temple joins footnote pitts note that before they'll provide for themselves they serve god in their way and a footnote when the camels are laid down, he first directs us to the fountain, there to take abdis. Footnote. Abdast is the Turkish word borrowed from the Persian for wuzu, the minor ablution. And a footnote. Which being done, he brings us to the temple, into which having left our shoes with one who constantly attends to receive them, we enter at the door called bab salam i.e. the welcome gate, or gate of peace. After a few paces entrance, the Dalil makes a stand and holds up his hands towards the Allah, it being in the middle of the mosque, the Hajjis imitating him and saying after him the same words which he speaks. At the very first sight of the Allah, the Hajjis melt into tears, then we are led up to it, still speaking after the Dalil, then we are led round it seven times, and then to make two erkaits. Footnote. Rukaat, a bending. This two-bow prayer is in honor of the mosque. End of footnote. This being done, we are led into the street again, where we are sometimes to run and sometimes to walk very quickly with the delil from one place of the street to the other, about a bow-shot. Footnote. This is the ceremony technically called assay, or running between Safa and Marwa. Burkhard describes it accurately, volume 1, page 174 till 175. End of footnote. I profess I could not choose but admire to see those poor creatures so extraordinary devout and affectionate when they are about these superstitions, and with what awe and trembling they were possessed, insomuch that I could scarce forbear shedding of tears to see their zeal, though blind and idolatrous. After all this is done, we return to the place in the street where we left our camels, with our provisions and necessaries, and then look out for lodgings where when we came we disrobe and take our hirawems footnote ihram the pilgrim garb and a footnote and put on our ordinary clothes again all the pilgrims hold it to their great duty well to improve their time whilst they are at mecca not to do their accustomed duty and devotion in the temple but to spend all their leisure time there and as far as strength will permit to continue at tawaf i e to walk around the beat allah which is about four and twenty paces square at one corner of the beat there is a black stone fastened and framed with silver plate footnote now gold or gilt and a footnote and every time they come to that corner they kiss the stone and having gone round seven times they perform two erkaits nomaz or prayer this stone they say was formerly white and then it was called hajar asaid i e the white stone 
but by reason of the sins of the multitudes of people who kiss it it has become black and is now called hajar asawad or the black stone footnote this is an error the stone is called hajar aswad or the black stone or hajar asad the blessed stone moreover it did not change its color on account of the sins of the people who kissed it and a footnote this place is so much frequented by people going around it that the place of the tawaf i e the circuit which they take in going around it is seldom void of people at any time of the day or night footnote the meccans in effect still make this a boast and a footnote many have waited several weeks nay months for the opportunity of finding it so for they say that if any person is blessed with such an opportunity that for his or her zeal in keeping up the honour of the tawaf let they petition what they will at the beat allah they shall be answered many will walk round till they are quite weary then rest and add it again carefully remembering at the end of every seventh time to perform two erkaets this beat is in effect the object of their devotion the idol which they adore for let them never be so far distant from it east west north or south of it they will be sure to bow down towards it but when they are at the beat they may go on which side they please and pay their salah towards it footnote nothing more blindly prejudiced than this statement muslims turn towards mecca as christians towards jerusalem and a footnote sometimes there are several hundreds at tawaf at once especially after aksham namaz or fourth time of service which is after candle lighting as you heard before and these both men and women but the women walk on the outside the men and the men nearest to the beat in so great a resort as this it is not to be supposed that every individual person can come to kiss the stone aforementioned therefore in such a case the lifting up the hands towards it smoothing down their faces and using a short expression of devotion as allah waik barik i e blessed god or allah kabur i e great god some such like and so passing by it till opportunity of kissing it offers is thought sufficient footnote as will afterwards be explained all the four orthodox schools do not think it necessary to kiss the stone after each circumambulation and a footnote but when there are but few men at tawaf then the women get opportunity to kiss the said stone and when they have gotten it they close in with it as they come round and walk round as quick as they can to come to it again and keep possession of it for a considerable time the men when they see that the women have got the place will be so civil as to pass by and give them leave to take their fill as i may say in their tawaf or walking round during which they are using some formal expressions when the women are at the stone then it is esteemed a very rude and abominable thing to go near them respecting the time and place i shall now give you a more peculiar description of mecca and the temple there first as to mecca it is a town situated in a barren place about one day's journey from the red sea in a valley or rather in the midst of many little hills it is a place of no force wanting both walls and gates its buildings are as i said before very ordinary insomuch that it would be a place of no tolerable entertainment were it not for the anniversary resort of so many thousand haggis or pilgrims on whose coming the whole dependence of the town in a manner is for many shops are scarcely open all the year besides the people here i observed are poor sort of people very thin lean and swarthy 
the town is surrounded for several miles with many thousands of little hills which are very near one to the other i have been on the top of some of them near mecca where i could see some miles about yet was not able to see the farthest of the hills they are all stony rock and blackish and pretty near of bigness appearing at a distance like cocks of hay but all pointing towards mecca some of them are half a mile in circumference but all near of one height the people here have an odd and foolish sort of tradition concerning them viz that when abraham went about building the beat allah god by his wonderful providence did so order it that every mountain in the world should contribute something to the building thereof and accordingly every one did send its proportion though there is a mountain near algier which is called karadok i e back mountain and the reason of its blackness they say is because it did not send any part of itself towards the building of the temple at mecca Footnote. these are mere local traditions the original Kaaba was composed of materials gathered from the six mountains of paradise chapter twenty the present building is of grey granite quarried in a hill near mecca and a footnote. between these hills is good and plain travelling though they stand one to another there is upon the top of one of them a cave which they term hira i e blessing footnote now jebel nur and a footnote into which they say mohammed did usually retire for his solitary devotions meditations and fastings and here they believe he had a great part of the alcoran brought to him by the angel gabriel i have been in this cave and observed that it is not at all beautified at which i admired about half a mile out of mecca is a very steep hill and there are stairs made to go to the top of it where there is a cupola under which is a cloven rock into this they say mohammed when very young viz about four years of age was carried by the angel gabriel who opened his breast and took out his heart from which he picked some black blood specks which was his original corruption then put it into its place again and afterwards closed up the part and that during this operation mohammed felt no pain into this very place i myself went because the rest of my company did so and performed some ercads as they did the town hath plenty of water and yet but few herbs unless in some particular places here are several sorts of good fruits to be had viz grapes melons watermelons cucumbers pumpkins and the like but these are brought two or three days journey off where there is a place of very great plenty called if i mistake not habash Footnote. they come from the well-known taif which the country people call hijaz but never habash the word taif literally means a circumambulator it is said that when adam settled at mecca finding the country barren he prayed to allah to supply him with a bit of fertile land immediately appeared a mountain which having performed tawaf round the kaaba settled itself down eastward of mecca hence to the present day taif is called qita'a min al-sham a piece of syria its fatherland and a footnote likewise sheep are brought hither and sold so that as to mecca itself it affords little or nothing of comfortable provisions it lieth in a very hot country insomuch that people run from one side of the streets to the other to get into the shadows as the motion of the sun causes it the inhabitants especially men do usually sleep on the tops of the houses for the air or in the streets before their doors 
some lay in the small bedding they have on a thin mat on the ground others have a slight frame made much like drink-stalls on which we place barrels standing on four legs corded with palm cordage on which they put their bedding before they bring out their bedding they sweep the streets and water them as for my own part i usually lay open without any bed covering on the top of the house only i took a linen cloth dipped in water and after i had wrung it covered myself with it in the night and when i awoke i should find it dry then i would wet it again and thus i did two or three times in a night secondly i shall next give you some account of the temple of mecca it hath about forty doors to enter into it not so much i think for necessity as figure in some places they are closed by one another the form of it is much resembling that of the royal exchange in london but i believe it is near ten times bigger it is all open and gravelled in the midst except some paths that come from certain doors which lead to the beit allah and are paved with broad stones the walks or cloisters all round are arched overhead and paved beneath with fine broad stone and all round are little rooms or cells where which dwell and give themselves up for reading studying and a devout life who are much akin to their dervises or hermits the beit allah which stands in the middle of the temple is four square about twenty-four paces each square and near twenty-four foot in height footnote this is an error of printing for paces End of footnote. it is built with great stone all smooth and plain without the least bit of carved work on it it is covered all over from top to bottom with a thick sort of silk above the middle part of the covering are embroidered all round letters of gold the meaning of which i cannot well call to mind but i think there were some devout expressions each letter is near two foot in length and two inches broad near the lower end of this bead are large brass rings fastened into it through which passeth a great cotton rope and to this the lower end of the covering is tacked the threshold of the door that belongs to the beat is as high as a man can reach and therefore when any person enters into it a sort of ladder stairs are brought for that purpose the door is plated all over with silver footnote pitsnote not a massy gold as late french author who i am sure was never there says the door is of wood only plated over with silver much less is the inside of the beat sealed with massy gold as the same frenchman asserts i can assure the world there is no such thing the door is of wood thickly plated over with silver in many parts gilt and whatever hereabouts is gilt the meccans always call gold rfb and a footnote and there is a covering hangs over it and reaches to the ground which is kept turned up all the week except thursday night and friday which is their sabbath the set covering of the door is very thick embroidered with gold insomuch that it weighs several score pounds the top of the beat is flat beaten with lime and sand and there is a long gutter or spout to carry off the water when it rains at which time the people will run throng and struggle to get under the set gutter so that the water that comes off the beat may fall upon them accounting it as the dew of heaven and looking on it as a great happiness to have it drop upon them but if they can recover some of this water to drink they esteem it to be yet a much greater happiness 
many poor people make it their endeavour to get some of it and present it to the haggis for which they are well rewarded my patroon had a present made him of this water with which he was not a little pleased and gave him that brought it a good reward this Allah is open but two days in the space of six weeks viz one day for the men and the next day for the women footnote this is no longer the case few women ever enter the kaaba on account of the personal danger they run there End of i was at mecca about four months i had the opportunity of entering into it twice a reputed advantage which many thousands of hajjis have not met with for those that come by land make no longer stay at mecca than sixteen or seventeen days when any enter into the beat all that they have to do is perform two arkats on each side footnote more correctly at three of the corners and the fourth opposite the southern third of the western wall and a footnote with the holding up their two hands and petitioning at the conclusion of each two arkats and they are so very reverent and devout in doing this that they will not suffer their eyes to wander and gaze about for they account it very sinful to do so nay they say that one was smitten blind for gazing about when in the beat as the reward of his vain and unlawful curiosity footnote it is deemed disrespectful to look at the ceiling but pilgrims may turn their eyes in any other direction they please and a footnote i could not for my part give any credit for this story but looked on it as a legendary relation and therefore was resolved if i could to take my view of it i mean not to continue gazing about it but now and then to cast an observing eye and i profess i found nothing worth seeing in it only two wooden pillars in the midst to keep up the roof footnote there are now three and a footnote and a bar of iron fastened to them on which hang three or four silver lamps which are i suppose but seldom if ever lighted in one corner of the beat is an iron or brass chain i cannot tell which for i made no use of it the pilgrims just clap it about their necks in token of repentance the floor of the beat is marble and so is the inside of the walls on which there is written something in arabic which i had no time to read the walls though of marble on the inside are hung over with silk which is pulled off before the hadkis enter footnote it is tucked up about six feet high and a footnote those that go into the beat tarry there but a very little while this scarce so much as half a quarter of an hour because others wait for the same privilege and while some go in others are going out after all is over and all that will have done this the sultan of mecca who is sharif i e one of the race of the mahomet accounts himself not too good to cleanse the beat and therefore with some of his favourites doth wash and cleanse it and first of all they wash it with the holy water zemzem and after that with sweet water the stairs which were brought to enter in at the door of the beat being removed the people crowd under the door to receive on them the sweepings of the said water and the besoms wherewith the beat is cleansed are broken in pieces and thrown out amongst the mob and he that gets a small stick or twig of it keeps it as a sacred relic but to speak something further of the temple of mecca for i am willing to be very particular in matters about it though in so being i should it may be speak of things which by some people may be thought trivial 
a compass of the ground round the beat where the people exercise themselves in the duty of tawaf is paved with marble about fifty foot in breadth footnote it is a close kind of grey granite which takes a high polish from the pilgrim's feet and a footnote and round this marble pavement stand pillars of brass about fifteen foot high footnote now iron posts and a footnote and twenty foot distant from each other above the middle part of which iron bars are fastened reaching from one to the other and several lamps made of glass are hanged to each of the said bars with brass wires in the form of a triangle to give light in the night season for they pay their devotions at the beat allah as much by night as by day during the hajj's stay at mecca these glasses are half filled with water and a third part with oil on which a round wire brass is buoyed up with three little corks in the midst of this wire is made a place to put in the wick or cotton which burns till the oil is spent every day they are washed clean and replenished with fresh water oil and cotton on each of the four squares of the beat is a little room built and over every one of them is a little chamber with windows all around it in which chambers of the imams together with the mezzins perform salah in the audience of all the people which are below these four chambers are built one at each square of the beat by reason that there are four sorts of the mahometans the first called hanafi most of them are turks the second shafi the Shafi'i school have not never had a peculiar oratory like the other three schools they pray near the well zemzem whose manners and ways the arabians follow the third hembali of which there are but few the fourth maliki of which there are those that lived westward of egypt even to the emperor of morocco's country these all agree in fundamentals only there is some small difference between them in the ceremonial part about twelve paces from the beat is as they say the sepulchre of abraham footnote this place contains the stone which served abraham for a scaffold when he was erecting the kaaba some of our popular writers confound the stone with the hajar al-aswad and a footnote who by god's immediate command they tell you built this beat allah which sepulchre is enclosed within iron gates it is made somewhat like the tombstone which people of fashion have among us but with a very handsome embroidered covering into this persons are apt to gaze a small distance from it on the left hand is a well which they call bir zamzam the water therefore they call holy water and i superstitiously esteem it as the papists do theirs in the month of ramadan they will be sure to break their fast with it they report that it is as sweet as milk but for my part i could perceive no other taste in it than in common water except that it was somewhat brackish the haggis when they come first to mecca drink of it unreasonably by which means they are not much purged but their flesh breaks out all in pimples and this they call the purging of their spiritual corruptions there are hundreds of pitchers belonging to the temple which in the month of ramadan are filled with the said water and placed all along before the people with cups to drink as they are kneeling and waiting for aksham namaz or evening service and as soon as the mezzins or clerks on the tops of the minarets began their bawling to call them to the namaz they follow drinking thereof before they begin their devotions 
this beer or well of zemzem is in the midst of one of the little rooms before mentioned at each square of the beat distant about twelve or fourteen paces from it out of which four men are employed to draw water without any pay or reward for any that shall desire it each of these men have two leather buckets tied to a rope on a small wheel one of which comes up full while the other goes down empty they do not only drink this water but oftentimes bathe themselves with it at which time they take off their clothes on covering their lower parts with thin wrapper and one of the drawers pours on each person's head five or six buckets of water footnote Pitsnote. the worthy mons the fenot saith that the waters of mecca are bitter but i never found them so but as sweet and as good as any others for aught as i could perceive pitts has just remarked that he found the waters of zemzem brackish to my taste it was salt bitter which was exceedingly disagreeable r f b and a footnote the person bathing may lawfully wash himself therewith above the middle but not his lower parts because their account they are not worthy only letting the water take its way downwards in short they make use of this water only to drink take abdis and for bathing neither may take abdis with it unless they first cleanse their secret parts with other common water yea such a high esteem they have for it that many hajis carry it home to their respective countries in little latin or tin pots and present it to their friends half a spoonful may be to each who receive it in the hollow of their hand with great care and abundance of thanks sipping a little of it and bestowing the rest on their faces and naked heads at the same time holding up their hands and desiring god that they also may be so happy and prosperous as to go on pilgrimage to mecca the reason of their putting such a high value upon the water of this well is because as they say it is the place where ishmael was laid by his mother hagar i have heard them tell the story exactly as it is recorded on the twenty-first chapter of genesis and they say that in the very place where the child paddled with his feet the water flowed out End of appendix five part one